you, and when I defang the viper, trust me, ain't gonna come from nowhere. Jeff, I already put you out, I don't even know why you're out here right now. Keep on talking. Hey, 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 do me a favor, why don't you act like this is an AA meeting, and you shut your mouth while I'm sharing with the group. And Mustafa, you out here, a boy among men. And I'm gonna tell you what, you got lucky at the Rumble, so I know you're gonna come out here and run your mouth about how bad you are. But let me give you a little bit of a reality check. You see, Mustafa, you said that my eyes don't lie. Well, your eyes don't lie either, because last week, they were closed real tight when I put your simple ass to sleep. And AJ, hey man, be honest with me. How's our old girl Wendy doing? Back to the Clark Shoe Wrestling Podcast. It's me, Hafiz, and with me as always is Devin, and we are about to break down AEW Dynamite from this past week. Um, a lot of things happened on this episode. It's a really great show. Um, yeah, man. I mean, we're going to get into just the craziness that happened with this new Abaddon character that we got to see. We were just talking about her uh, just a second ago before we went live. But um, we're gonna kick things things off actually with the um, the tag team title match that started off the show. So we had uh, Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega versus the Natural Nightmares. Uh, they had their matchup. Um, some interesting story bits for me on this one, but I'm, I'm curious on what your thoughts of this this matchup <laughs> were. Um, the, the Hangman Adam Page and Kenny Omega ended up winning and retaining the titles. So you know, congrats to that yep. team. Definitely wanted them to win and then oh, yeah, to, to hold definitely. on those titles. That's definitely, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah. Let's let's let's. What what were your thoughts on how this matchup went and some of the extracurriculars on the outside <laughs> with, with Brandy and Ali? Because oh, that to me was the story. It was man. So I guess they're they're dynamic. It's a you know a little hostile right now. Mm-hmm. I, I guess so. Uh, that that was the most interesting piece out of this whole match was you know by the match the match was good Kenny Omega yeah. once again going Super Saiyan, you know just just shutting all all these wrestlers down like all right I'm done bullshit with you guys try to go Super Saiyan and, and shut it down <laughs> <laughs> you know like hats off to Adam Hangman Page you know doing this damn thing again but like you said I think the story of the, of the match was between Ali and Brandy and you know what uh. And what they're starting to do with the whole AEW Dark, with the whole graphic, letting you know what. Oh matches. yeah, the ticker at the bottom. I and like that. Right. Yeah. And because one one name just caught my attention was was a tag team between the women, and it involved Allie yeah. and Brandy. And I was yeah. like, really? You know what? I have to go back and see what happened, man. So that's what I'm gonna start doing, man. Because I like how AEW do. Uh, AEW Dark now has that ticker at the bottom, that graphic, and you could see what matches you know were involved, what wrestlers were involved, because I like that little callback. So because now you can see what the whole dynamic is all about, like what's what's going on with this whole destructive uh, between Ali and uh, Brandy. Yeah, that that was a really nice touch. It made me want to see that that specifically as well. I, that yeah. caught my eye. I was like, wait, what? Allie and Brandy won a tag team matchup. What the, yeah. what the heck? So that was that was a great use of that because they got that reaction from us, man. So kudos to them for that. Um, for me, you know, yeah, QT Marshall, you know, and Allie and that whole situation. So, you know, with QT, he was doing a great job in the tag team matchup. Yeah. Allie comes out and immediately Brandy goes over there and is like, 
you know, what are you doing? You know, trying to say, and Alex's paying her no attention, and she's just rooting for QT. Supporting my man. And in my mind, because I, I mean, I said this last time, I'm like, you know what? I feel like they're being a little bit, you know, disrespectful to QT and the alley a little bit. Like, let QT live. That's where I'm Bro, at. That's my honestly, position. Honestly, Ali was doing nothing wrong. Nothing. At this point. Nothing yeah. wrong. I saw nothing wrong with this. Right. So when Brandy <laughs> went over there, I was like, oh hell no! Like, like, just you are way overreacting with this. Let like all Ali is doing is supporting him. You know, and you know if it's helping QT because yeah. that. Apparently, from what they were saying on Dark, Ali's actually been helping to motivate QT, and they've been undefeated. Now, the one time that you try to keep Ali out of it, they lose. They lose. You're mm. like, come on. I mean, Brandy, <laughs> you, you're you're not helping. You know, like he had his motivation helping him, and then you told her not to come, or you told him to have her not show up, and then they lose. Like. And she did nothing wrong. I nothing was like, wrong. this is just... I'm... She came out, and she wasn't even being distracting. She was just like, hey, come on. Come on, QT. Come on. Just, you know, cheering her man like what she's supposed to do. And then right. Brandy's like, you know, treating her like some Jezebel. Just, yeah. you know, hey, what are you doing? Right. I told you not to come back. I'm like, what is she doing <laughs> what wrong? What are you talking about? Why are you so hostile, hostile right now? Like, yeah. Just let her do her thing. You know, but hey... You know, <laughs> even after the matchup, like she tried to check on QT and Brandy yeah. was like, just wait, just wait, like trying to push her away. And I'm just like, whoa, whoa calm down. If this was Cody. Would you take anybody, you know, telling you like, hey, like, no, back off. You know, like if Arn Anderson was like, hey, get out of here, Brandy. What would you say? You wouldn't be like, oh, OK, yeah, no. You'd be like, yeah, this like, is my husband. You better right. stop. Like, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right, Arn Anderson. Let me back off. <laughs> exactly. There's no way. There's no way. So, you know, for me, I'm just like, until she shows some really dastardly, you know, like, like plan that she's trying to like something something clear that shows me like all right she's not being genuine she actually doesn't care about him i'm gonna treat this as you know she genuinely is there for him Mm -hmm. qt is getting motivation they're winning cool let the man live let them be a couple let them be happy this might end up being like their version of otis and mandy a little bit too because oh, I think, every, I, well, here's the thing. I feel like the reason why they're being this way to QT is because yeah. they look at QT and they look at her and they're like, no, nah, she has to be in it for some other reason than actually caring about him. But what if she actually does? Like, why assume that because Allie is Allie and QT is QT, looks like the every guy, that it just it, it's, yeah. it's, it's just so impossible, so improbable that she actually cares about him. Well, he Maybe got some new does. hair follicles plugged in, so I guess he's feeling himself, man. You know, he's pulling <laughs> he out moves he haven't used before, and yeah. he got a new, you the know, diamond got, cutter. Right, right. Busting out the diamond cutter, got blessed by uh, DDP, say you can use it. Now I got Allie hooking her, you know, hooking him up. You know what? 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 What happened with Allie though, man? I thought she was with the the blade. And the butcher and so (laughs) what did i miss this is this is so i think this is actually a bad trend for aew right now man because when it comes to some of the women's storylines they just drop them they just drop them so that what happened like it was no transition like okay unless we miss something on dark where she just said you know what i'm done with them but even then like it doesn't look good that's another reason why as good as dark may be you have to address that somehow, some way on Dynamite so we get caught up. Because yeah. 
it's just it's too important. She was she you know she was the bunny for the butcher and the blade. Like they right. were all a team. So right. if she's still with them, that would okay. I understand why Brandy is like being how she is because you see how evil that team can sometimes be. But they are not mentioning them at all. The butcher yeah. and the blade were there on their own, right? And Allie was there on her own, like separately, looking like Mister Clean. Uh, yeah, characters all white, just, all yeah. white suspenders. I don't know about that look. I, I really don't know about that look. Actually, <laughs> like uh, Mr. Clean know. look, man. Yeah, I don't know. No. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know if that works. That's, <laughs> all they that just one... need is just need the little little mop and just start dancing. It just it just doesn't fit what they are like in the Ooh. ring. You know, like Come one of them Mr. wearing Clean the mask. Yeah, they just look like so hardcore, you know, with the leather, and then you yeah. see them with the all white, oh, white clean shirts. That's a great break. White. That's a great break, man. That, Mr. Clean, Mr. the Mr. Clean. Clean Brothers, man. I'm a dub of oh, Mr. Clean man. Brothers. It's, oh no, it is no, decided. You, you just, I don't know, man. That might be the end of them as a tag team <laughs> if you go that route. I don't think they can get over. Oh, you know what? Maybe they would get over with the, as the Mr. Clean Brothers. They would. Who they knows? would. At AEW, they would. They could pull that off. They could roll with that. Like, uh, Mr. Clean, huh? Okay. Yeah, I can see that. That sounds very Viking Raiders-ish right now, man. Like, <laughs> just just a little bit. Like, you know, you take this badass team and you, you give them some goofy thing, some goofy name like Mr. Clean. Hey, it's their idea. I want to start dressing like, hey, how about we no, you right. drop the black leather, put on bl- white pants, white t-shirt, and black suspenders. <laughs> what? Man. All right, bro. Let's Let's go for it. Let's go. Oh forward. man! Oh man! <laughs> Mr. Clean, the Mr. Clean brothers. All right, all right. Hey, that that's a thing now. So that's that's how they're going to be dubbed until further notice on this show. Yes. Um, so yeah, man. I mean, you know, the big thing for me again was Ali and Brandy and QT. You know, just that whole storyline. So I'm I'm going to be watching that with a with a fine tooth comb. Um, just you know, picking through that and yes. just seeing like how that continues to develop. Um, but the, the side that I kind of touched on a little bit was on the women's side, when it comes to some of the storylines, like Brandy, you know, and the, the nightmare collective that just got, you know, just dropped that storyline. And now, you know, Allie is the bunny. Yeah. It's like, it never happened. Exactly. Like you, you have to address it. You have to talk about it. And for them not to, I just feel like it's, it's a little disrespectful to those storylines, you know, like it, give it a, 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 some kind of ending. So it shows that you actually care about those stories. You know, because they don't they don't do that on the men's side, but we're seeing it happen on the women's side, and it's just a little bit weird. So, yeah, starting you know, to see I a pattern. Just, yeah, it, exactly. So I just feel like I need to call that out because you know it, it's it's clear with Allie that that's happening again that they're just not addressing it. So, but we'll see. We'll see how they they continue because maybe they'll bring it back. You know, because with her, I feel like it, it. I could see if they did want Allie to be. You know, you know she's using QT. Maybe you say, okay, well, secretly she still was, you know, with the Butcher and the Blade, and this was just some kind of devious plan. But um, as of right now, the optics of it, it just doesn't look great, you know, for them to just drop that uh, for this other storyline. So it is what it is. Now, <laughs> I have I have uh, uh, AEW playing on the background, and I just um, witnessed uh, Britt Baker passing notes to Tony <laughs> Schiavone on that little pulley system. <laughs> and it's just... <laughs> Gold man, like oh, that right man. there. How awesome is Brick Breaker, bro? It's just... So awesome, so awesome, just hilarious. I didn't like when when we talked about 
you know, her potentially being the face of the women's division when this all first started. Yeah. I didn't see, like, I didn't really know about her personality and her character. I just knew that, hey, this is a name that they could use to have momentum right away. Uh-huh. But her character, her personality, like, and, and again, we've given her feedback about the wrestling, saying, you know, it could be sharper. You know, sometimes it's a bit sloppy. She's a bit sloppy in the ring. But that's something she could work on. You know, yeah, just give it time. Better. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah. It'll come. It'll come. But... Man, her promo work, her her the the entertainment value, the comedy, yeah. she's bringing it, man. It's she just is. awesome. It is, it is, man. She has been definitely bringing like the comedic timing, uh, definitely that whole dumpster scene back there, just because <laughs> Big Swole yeah. took her <laughs> and threw in a dumpster. She's like, Rebel, Rebel, what are you doing? I've been here for five. Hours <laughs> and then, like five minutes went past, and she was like, "What? I've been here for six hours now." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> so she is, she is definitely, definitely bringing the entertainment value piece to it and keep me entertained while she's being, in, while she's injured, dealing with an injury, and it's great, man. She's definitely the the starting piece of being the face of the women's division, I believe. Absolutely. Absolutely. Keep doing what you're doing, Britt. Yeah. You know, with that, that whole golf cart and wheelchair set up and, you know, being by the ring and just finding a way to just keep entertaining. She isolated her, <laughs> quarantine herself. It was just great. Oh, man. And then we're about to get into it, too, with Abaddon. But what she said about her, too, that note she passed about her was great. Saying uh, this, what did she say? This, this. This chick or something like that needs Jesus. He says something like that. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah, you kind of right. Looking at this, like, it was so funny what she said. But let, let's get right into that, man. So Anna J had a video package. And they were showing her as, you know, she's this entertainment person, yes. entertaining person. And yeah. she sees herself as, as the star of the show. Yeah, beautiful and just smile, to, by the way. Yeah. You know, just lovely personality. Lovely personality. Yeah. Just great, yeah. great, you know, young, up-and-coming superstar in the making, I would say. She has all, all the tools, you know, that she's got the look. She's got the personality. She's good in the ring. Like, she could be something for right. AEW. Called herself so, the star of the show because that's how she yeah. sees herself. Like, she kind of reminds me, um, you know, going to nerd out a little bit here, but on DC, uh, Zatanna, the, the ah, character, okay, she kind of okay, reminds okay. me of her a little good bit. Yeah. Good comparison. Good yeah, comparison. I like yeah. that. I like that. So, <laughs> just, just a little nod to my comic book heads out there. So, you know, she, she comes out there. I'm like, okay, this is going to be a showcase match for her. She's going to go against some, you know, jobber or some unknown wrestler or whatever just to help put her over. And then this horror movie intro just kicks off and there's this creature crawling out of one of the tunnels that's the right word creature creature (laughs) uh, uh, literally crawling out from the tunnel like the ring movie like the ring one eye blacked out just this just like ah, ghoulish looking face red hair blood red hair description just just crawling slowly and creepily to the ring and they're like Abaddon I'm like Abba what Abba what the hell am I watching you know and she gets in the ring and everybody's like what the hell and Britt Baker's like yeah she needs Jesus and I'm like yeah you know she looks wild man she's scary as all hell 
JR was like, what I'm seeing? What I, I just don't know what I'm looking at. <laughs> I was like, Anna J got set up. Yes. She got okie doked. Yes. She thought this was all about her. I thought it and was this... too. I <laughs> thought it, we all thought it was. Like, oh, okay, this is a showcase match for her. We get it. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> nope. They said, psych. This is <laughs> you are you are being fed to the wolves. Like we are throwing you out there. Oh it's my just, god. Oh, chopped liver. Like you oh, are about to get fed up to this god. monster. And sure enough, Abaddon just destroyed Anna J. Oh, yes. Just oh my god, it was it was hard to watch, man. Was. I was like, what? She was, was hard to watch. I was she terrified. Was. Abaddon was hard to watch. I'm like, yeah. I should stay away, but I can't stop looking at it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and even like that finisher, the Hurricane Rana into the into the mat, like yeah. when because basically uh, Anna J, she was like down on a knee, and then you know the quick uh, Hurricane Rana head scissors just snapped her neck and snapped her head down to the to the mat. Just hard as hell. I'm like, wow. Like this this creature is horrifying. Horrifying. Yes. Um great debut for sure. Made a statement. You know, we all know who she yeah, is now. So as soon as she slipped out, we was like, Who is this? Yeah. Abaddon. <laughs> hell no. No, no. Oh man. <laughs> Sound like so... a supernatural creature, man, from that supernatural TV show like Abaddon. Yeah. <laughs> It was, man. It was. It was, it was. It was crazy. <laughs> so after after that happened, um, you know, we had Anna J still, you know, in the middle of the ring, kind of still reeling from the beatdown that she just yes. took. Um, and then the Dark Order mm-hmm. showed up, you know, and you got Cole Cabana on the side, too. And he's looking on like, oh, you know, like we know that he had already had a conversation with Brody Lee in the Dark Order. Yes. So maybe this is a follow-up to that. They converse. It was a follow-up. Yes. It was, It was, but it was also a recruiting of Anna Jay, Brilliant. which would make, make her the first female member of the Dark Order, Brilliant if I'm not mistaken. Move. Brilliant move. That was great. I'm like, yes. okay, this is perfect. You know, you bring in Anna Jay, you give um, a Cole Cabana the contract, like, yeah, I, I just, I love that. I loved it. <laughs> my man is making moves, man. I said he's making Vince man like moves out here, bro. I'm like, I'm about to recruit Anna J over here. I got a contract for you. Uh, Coca Banner, look over the terms. And Coca Banner was looking like, are you for real, bro? Is this legit? Like, <laughs> you see, see Brody Lee shaking his head, like, yeah, shaking his head up and down, like, yeah, it's, it's for real. Just, yep. just going to sign it. So, and I love this whole storytelling, man. This is, this is awesome, bro. From from Brody Lee possibly recruiting uh, Coca Banner into the Dark Order, which is a great story telling from uh, Coca Banner, because you know we all know that they have creative control over their characters. So if he's willing to tap into the dark side and drop this comedy act and see what he can do, it's great. Get Anna J possibly being the first female to be Dark Order and be like the star of the show. Maybe be, be like a queen or. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, a partnership to Brody Lee, man, which would be great, man. So he got a lot of, he got a lot of pieces in moving right now, bro. Yeah, he does, man. He does. He's making boss moves for sure. So, <laughs> he is, bro. <laughs> just, man, yeah, Brody, man, <laughs> keep keep doing it, you know. And just these these people that he's recruited, man. I just I'm looking forward to it now. Every week, like when someone loses. You got to kind of look and be like, all right, is that music going to hit? Is Brody going to pick this one up? So, <laughs> yeah, man, I, I love it. I love it. Um, MJF had a matchup against Billy Gunn. So, 
Man, it was something seeing Billy. Billy, I guess he's been wrestling on on Dark as well. Yeah, with, with the Sun. So with, with the Gun Club, the action. Gun Club. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, when this matchup with MJF, it was it was a good matchup. MJF did his it thing. It was more like entertainment and storytelling. You know, M, uh, Billy Gunn playing on the. You know, he's the bigger guy. So when an MJF tried to like whip him to the ropes, he's like, "What are you doing? What What are you doing? Like, st- stop that! Stop that!" Um, and just yeah, MJF just being just the asshole character that he it is. Was. Um, it was it was entertaining, man. At the Great end, win. yeah, got the heel win. Wardlow uh, tossed him the the diamond ring, yeah. and uh, you can see the you can see the <laughs> smile on MJF's face too yeah. when he got it. He's like, he was oh, I'm... possum too. So he just like got the ring. He's like, all right, he just he just the camera got him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> camera <laughs> got him smirking. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. <laughs> He's just like, mm, it's gonna be great. Yeah. So he, he, you know, stood up. He hit him in the face with the ring. Got the pin. One, two, three. It was, it was great, man. It was, it was, it was just classic MJF. I gotta say, MJF. When I was watching this match, I thought how he was working it was brilliant. It was definitely just storytelling uh, from this match because he took his time. He saw what he wanted to do, and I'm like, bro, he, he definitely reminds me of. Of Ric Flair, the way That's exactly his, what I was thinking. His style, yep. his style is it's very, very Ric Flair, very Ric Flairish, man. You know, the just just being that hundred percent heel, dirty player. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a expose any type of loopholes I can, and you saw that the way uh, he he kind of just poked. Uh, Billy Gunn in the eyes. The way he closed in the heel way, man, that's like a a clean. That's a that's in the in heel terms. That's a hundred percent clean win. Yeah. You know the way he had Warlow tossing the ring, and you know did like a like a somewhat of a no look pass to yeah. to MJF and catch it. And he you know he's playing possum, so he's pr- pretending to sleep like he's knocked out. And Billy Gunn comes over there, kind of picks him up by the head, and just and MJF hit him with the knockout. I'm like, wow, this is just great. He just reminds me of just Ric Flair, man. He did. He was exactly when you were talking, I'm like, yeah, Ric Flair, Ric Flair. You know, he has those, like you said, taking his time, telling a story. You know, it wasn't about crazy moves, you know, backflips, all that. Like, it was just storytelling in the ring, you know, slower pace, but very entertaining. You know, playing off that heel character that, you know, when he's in there with that bigger guy, he knows he's at a disadvantage, but he still yeah. knows that he's smart enough and he's got the backup of Wardlow <laughs> to be able to outsmart him and beat him. So it, it was great, man. It was. it was great to watch. And then the aftermath, too, that, that brawl that they have with Jurassic Express, you know, like it's it's the, the good things to come, man. Here, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I, wanna see, I just want to see Lucha Simmons and Wardlow go at it, bro. Just Next week. Right. Oh. Yep, yep. That's gonna be fun, man. Just the two big guys, the behemoths going at it. Like, no, yeah. I like those fights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The heavyweights being able to brawl, man. Like, and and with the athleticism that you see from Luchasaurus added into this too, you know. And to see, like, let's see what Wardlow does with this, yeah. you know, because now we got more of a challenge. So let let's uh-huh. see Wardlow in a in a with a little bit of adversity going against another mm-hmm. big man with this athleticism. It's an interesting matchup, man. I, I'm interested in it a lot. Most definitely, man. That definitely piques my interest. But Warlow to see, all right, we we know what Luchasaurus does because he have that agility. He can just not fast or quick. He can he can move around from different angles. All right, what could Warlow do, man? Is he just as agile? Like have, we haven't seen anything. All we saw was just his power game so far. So we know he's he's definitely in, you know uh, 
definitely got points in the power game, but I want to see what else he's able to break down in the wrestling ring, bro. Yes, yes, totally agree. So next week, man, we're going to find out. Let's see it. Let's yes, see it. All right, we had Cody Rhodes. Oh, is, that, is that next week or that's tomorrow? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> recording it. I'm so used to, you know, the... Yeah. The, I know it's I'm like, hold on. That's yeah, yeah. Oh, that's it's, more like it's, tomorrow. It's tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. We usually record these things on a we Thursday, do. on a Friday, yeah. and it's the next week. But yeah, yeah man. Yeah. Gosh, we'll, I don't we'll know what there. day of the week it is anymore. Yeah, so yeah. with this whole... It's all right. We'll get there. <laughs> quarantine we'll get and there. COVID and all that. <laughs> all the days blend together now. Um, all right, so... We have uh, Cody Rhodes uh, defended yeah. the television title against a debuting Ricky Starks. So, yeah, break this one down, man. What would you think of this? I, I freaking love this match, man. And, bro, I, I'm just excited how AEW is take, looking at talent outside of, of their own roster, man, yeah. of challenging, uh, you know, Cody Rhodes for this TNT title. I knew nothing about Ricky Starks. I knew Same. nothing. And after this match, I wanted to know everything about him when he was done. I wanted to know everything. I love his selling. I love the way he was agile. It was one move that he did to Cody Rose that he bounced. Cody Rose kind of just bounced off the uh, mid rope and uh, exposed his ribs. And the way he sold that was lovely, man. And I, I just, I just enjoyed this match, man. And it was a great debut by Ricky Starks because I wanted to know more about him. Totally agree. You know, a great way to showcase Ricky Starks and bring him into the fold. And, you know, he's a free agent. We'll see if he's going to stick around. But I do love the concept of, you know, wrestlers outside of AEW being able to to come in and, and challenge for the TNT title. You know, so that that's going to be a lot of fun going forward. Um, you know, this uh, the other part of this matchup is that we did have Jake Hager, like, watching the matchup on the monitor. Um, where do you stand with Cody versus Jake Hager at Fighter Fest? Are you... Um, has anything changed for you in terms of being not interested or maybe now being interested in this matchup? Like, where are you at with the, with that? I'm still not interested, man. Cause I just don't buy Jake Hager as that enforcer type dude. I, I, I need, I need to see more from him cause I'm not there. Cause honestly, that was a bad look. What he did with, uh, the natural dust, Dustin, uh, Reynolds, Dustin. Yeah. Dustin yeah. Rhodes. Yep. Dustin. I said Reynolds, uh, Dustin Rhodes. Mm-hmm. And then that boring ass match we had with John Moxley, man. Yeah. Like I was just not feeling it. I, I don't like some of his movesets were, are like a, a mixed match to his, to his physical dominance that he, he, you know, he shows like he should have more of a power game, but you hear he's want to choke dudes out. I'm like, uh, I, I'd rather see a power finisher move from him, man. Like a statement. Like I don't, I don't care more of this, you know, this bringing this whole MMA game to choke dudes out and tap or tap a dude out. That's, you know, I guess that worked for some dudes, but not for me, man. Yeah, couldn't have said it better. I mean, it's it's definitely Jake Hager. Nothing's changed for me at all with this. <laughs> I'm not excited about it. They need to, you know, do another video package for Jake Hager to try to almost start over for the buildup for this matchup from his yeah. perspective. I mean, Cody is Cody. Like, he's doing a great job. He is. But Jake job. Hager, yeah, I'm right. just I'm just I'm not, not buying it. Right. No, no. Oh, he's going to take Cody off? Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. That's where I'm at with that. Fast forward to next week. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Seriously. Oh, man. Um, so now we had the Young Bucks against the Super Bad Squad, Kip Sabian and Jimmy Havoc with Penelope Ford. 
Um, the Young Bucks won the matchup. We had Butcher and the Blade on the outside. They kind of got involved. We had FTR show up. They got involved. Um, basically, the tag teams being showcased really in this matchup, just the, the strength of the tag team division being being uh, shown off here. Um, the tag I think team that's, wars are here, bro. Like, yeah, I think that's more the story here really is just, you know, with seeing all four of these teams and then, yeah, just – just the, the strength of, of, of this division, it just yes. keeps getting showcased every single week. So, um, yeah, man, it, it's just it's just fun to know that tag team wrestling is alive and well on the on the AEW side. So, um, yeah, that's basically what I took from this. I mean, it was it was a strong matchup from the Bucks, um, you know, and and from the Super Bad Squad. But really, the thing that stood out for me most was just you know when FTR was there and Butcher and Blade are there. I'm like, man, it just. It's just so fun, you know, thinking about tag team wrestling yeah. on uh, AEW. And FTR is part of a legit tag team division now. They're not part of a, you know, <laughs> of a, it's, it's an okay, you know, tag team, vi- team tag team division when they want to. They're just in a legit, deep, you know, NFL team like division. Like any day is your like any day could be your number. Like anybody could be anybody in this. It's not like one. I don't see like a, a dominant team in this division yet right now as we're entered into the tag team wars. I can compare this to almost to a Western NBA conference when it's just wide open like that, bro. It's it applies here to the tag team division. Yeah, man, it's it's that's a great point. You know, looking at looking at the Western Conference and the NBA, like from top to bottom, you know, one through eight, you know, you could say you can make a case for any team there. It's just so competitive. And then you look at the teams right on the outside too, at nine, ten, eleven. You're like, damn, those teams too. Yeah, like it's don't it's crazy about those. that. <laughs> yeah, like you know, right now I think the Portland Trailblazers, for instance, they wouldn't be making the playoffs right now, but they got a crazy team. Dame Lillard is an MVP candidate. You know, it, it in any situation to me, he's just been playing his playing out of his mind before you know everything stops. So it's just crazy, and that's the tag team division here. You know, in in AEW, I mean, right now, best friends, I believe, are the number one contenders. But you look at it, and it's like, yeah, FTR, you know, we got the Bucks. I mean, you got the Lucha Drag, the, 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 the uh, oh, my God, Lucha. Lucha Brothers. Lucha Brothers, thank you, yep. thank you. I'm saying Lucha Dragons. Wow, yeah. Lucha Brothers. <laughs> Lucha <laughs> Brothers there. You know, there's just so many teams, man. It's just it's just insane, you know. And then in the main event, too, you have Best Friends versus La Sex Gods, you know, and it's like, Wow, just just showcasing the tag teams left and right, you know, on with these last two matches, man. It it was crazy. Um, yeah, man, just tag team wrestling right now. It's just so much fun in AEW. So so love that. Um, and speaking of the main event, so main event, best friends versus the sex gods. Basically, the number one contendership was on the line in this matchup. Best friend did retain the real story of this matchup, which was crazy. <laughs> so. You've got, you know, the match is happening, it's yep. fine. Then all of a sudden, I think it was uh, Sammy Guevara, they got tripped up by the cameraman. And I'm like, wait a minute, what just happened? And even the commentary was like, oh, we apologize. You know, he just got tripped up by the cameraman. Uh, sure enough, he got finished one, two, three. <laughs> they lost the matchup. And I'm like, what just happened? What what happened here? Yeah. Sure enough, the cameraman gets on the stage. He starts to make his way to the ring. I'm like, oh, my God. It's Orange Cassidy. What? 
I had to rewind because I recorded. I'm on DVR. Yeah. I rewinded. I wanted to see. Me too. Was he there the whole time? Me too. Sure enough, he was. He was there from the beginning <laughs> of that too. matchup. He was there. I was like, you got to be. And they were showing the, the, he was actually filming. Yes. They showed the match from his yes. camera angle. Like he was doing his job as a cameraman. Phenomenal job at being a cameraman, yeah. bro. Like he fooled me. Like I didn't know. Like, hold on. Was he there? Was like, did he rolled in somehow? Like, no, he yeah. was there the entire time time bro yeah <laughs> just so great man like it was just I, I was blown away i was when it happened I, again immediately i was like yes. wait let me rewind i gotta check this out <laughs> wow dedication i actually went back to see like how far he had been but he wasn't in there before that matchup he was just there for that matchup so they didn't go that far yeah. but you know from the beginning of that match he was there he was filming he was doing a phenomenal job he was getting all the angles it was perfect man. and then he <laughs> he helped his, his best friends win yeah. the matchup, man. So, yeah, man, dedication to the craft. I love it. You know, shout out to, yes. to Orange Cassidy on that one. Getting a little bit of revenge. Most definitely, and, man. And officially now at Fighter Fest, it's going to be Orange Cassidy versus Chris Jericho. So, oh, man. Yeah, man. Look at Chris, man, looking to put somebody else over now. Dude. You know, he's hey. awesome. He is. He's awesome. Yeah. Le Champion. You know, he's, yes. he's doing his thing, man. Yeah. I love it. Yes, man. And Orange Cassidy, too, man. He's doing amazing work. I just love when he was just showing that fire, just so pissed off of what that beat down, you know, mm-hmm. because of being getting the, juiced, getting juiced. You just got juice, you know, <laughs> bloody Orange Cassidy. And he's responding <laughs> just so much like that. I was like, oh, man, he just, it's in commentary. You just like, this is another side I've never seen Orange Cassidy like this before. I'm like, yeah, bro, he's, he's pissed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rightfully so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, man, it was it was great. It was great again seeing that dedication from Orange Cassidy, and then seeing just the anger from Orange Cassidy after the fact too. You know, it was awesome getting a little bit of revenge. And yeah, man, going into Fighter Fest, it was gonna be fun to see him going against Jericho, getting the rub from having a matchup with Le Champion. Um, gonna be a fun matchup. That card's really starting to get put together really oh, nicely, man. man. I'm it's looking forward look to it. Really good. Starting to look yeah. really good. I get, I, th- I think we're getting like. Not back-to-back nights, but two nights of Fighter Fest. So right. one week and then the following week after that, I believe. Yeah, man. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Oh, yeah. So, so, yeah, we covered pretty much everything for AEW. Any any final thoughts before we call this one an episode? Yeah. John Moxley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what about him? <laughs> so thoughts on him with Brian Cage, man. Are you feeling this yet? Or, you know, is this, you know, because I, I think somebody made a great point because, you know, it's Twitter, by the way, it's great. It's a fun tool because you get to converse in the wrestling community, getting some great uh, conversations, great dialogue. And somebody mentioned, you know, about, is is this John Moxley's fault, or is this he's just one of those guys that really thrive on the fans? You know, mm-hmm. he, you look at him as interest coming through the the stadium or through the fans, but it's empty seats now. Mm-hmm. So, is is this like a? It's just not I'm about to say WWE title, but AEW title run. Is it lackluster right now? Yeah, John Moxley, I mean, I feel like he's doing the same things that, you know, he was doing before, you know, and I don't really fault him. I think he's been doing a great job, at least the best job he can do from his side. I think that, you know, I mean, we we talked about it with Jake Hager and then, you know, Taz now and Brian Cage. I feel like there's just something missing. Like he needs that 
extra i don't know that 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 antagonist that other side to bring it a little bit stronger i think i think he needs a better feud overall so you don't think it's the fans it's the fans presence no i don't i don't think so i don't think so you know i I think because for the other for the other uh, wrestlers you know i don't i don't feel like the the fans have hurt them i mean i get what you're saying that you know the the way that the crowd supports john you know it it adds to the mystique but that's for everybody you know like mjf for instance you know he feeds off the crowd like he loves talking smack to them you know and that usually helps with just making it so you know amazing is that he's willing to you know go and talk directly to them talk shit directly to them you know he's got no no uh no he he gives zero f's and so that's part of the mystique there but even in this environment he's still finding a way to, he's still doing the same thing, and he's still entertaining. So with John, you know, he's he's doing the same thing he was doing before, and I think that, you know, his uh, his work has been admirable. I just think that when he doesn't have that top tier competition to go against, it hurts the overall feel of of the title reign because Brody Lee was probably the best matchup that he had. Um, so far, you know, it's, it's, and even that one, it felt like it was almost too soon for, for Brody Lee. Like maybe they should have held off on that because you kind of put Brody in a weird situation where if he loses, does he look weak? But they they were smart with that, you know, with, with the way they did that. It was, it was, they made it, they made him look strong. But I think for John specifically, I think that if you give him a heel that everybody is like, okay, there's some real doubt as to whether or not he can win or not. And you can tell a good story with that. Cool. But there was no story with Jake Hager. There's really no story here with Taz. They're trying to put something together, but it just feels like it's not that interesting. So I don't know. For me, I don't fault John because I still think John is charismatic. He's, you can tell he's putting his heart and soul into this. He just needs that foil, that, that rival to push him. He doesn't have yeah, it. Yeah, the adversary. Yeah. That's what he needs, like that right rival. And, yeah, I don't think Brian Cage is no, it. So. Uh, yeah, with Taz being the mouthpiece, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I like, like you said, good point. I don't see this. Like, he needs someone else. It needs to be more genuine, like a genuine rivalry that he has, that, uh, that he has some type of history with. So, uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, that that's 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 what I have to say about John Moxley's uh, title run or future match with Brian yeah. Cage. Yeah, this matchup, I'm not I'm not really all that excited about it. Um, you know, Brian Cage. I guess it was good this week that we got to hear from him a little bit. Like during that promo, yeah. he spoke some, so that was good. Um, I just I want more from him, like, one-on-one with, with Moxley, like, get them in the ring, do the whole contract signing thing, let them talk shit to each other a little bit to make it a little <laughs> bit more personal. Let's just do that. Yeah. I, I think even... Yeah it, it, yeah, it does need to get more personal, man. Right now, it's just, you know, I don't like you. You're a champion. I'm going to take that belt from you. It's pretty much, you know, just the same right. old, same old. Right. Nothing. It, it's, a, it's a far cry 
from Edge and Orton, you know, on, on WWE. Oh. <laughs> like, this the most Ooh. personal rivalry going on, period, right. right now. Not even the same universe. They're on like universe right. twelve. This is universe <laughs> one for for Edge yeah. and Orton. So yeah, John John just I think he just needs better a better villain, a better you know, character to go mm. against, you know, like every every great hero yeah. needs a great villain. It's just the the way of story. That's true, man. Let's hope he gets yeah. that soon because he definitely needs yeah. it, man. He, he can need it. So, all right, that's that's. I thought maybe it, it could be a little mixture of the fans too. I think so. It's a, it's a little bit of the fans, but uh, I, I see it as well as you know the the rival that 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 makes. You know, sometimes that makes the match as well, man. And he hasn't had that good rival. Because yeah, him and Jericho, for instance, like, Jericho's amazing. You know, so that's a oh, yeah. great, you know, yeah. story told between those two. Which yeah. is great. Yeah. But I'm talking about after the mm-hmm. title, you know, after he has that belt. What other rival he has really he hasn't. had? You know. He really hasn't. Getting the belt with, with Jericho was great. With Lights Out, Jericho played his part brilliant. John Moxley, same thing. But out. You know, outside of that now, you know, he has the title. You know, he had uh, Brody Lee, who was cool, and then he had uh, mm-hmm. Jake Hager, you know. That's it. Hey, I, I fell yeah. asleep. Yeah, so, I, you know, and, and looking at it this way, that let's say there was a crowd there for that Jake Hager match yeah. or, you know, for this matchup coming up at Fighter Fest. I don't know that that would make me more excited about it. It just, it'd be cool to get the atmosphere with John going through the crowd and John feeding off the crowd and, you know, having that energy, nah. but the story would be the same and the stories are not that interesting, oh, yeah. you know, with JK. Yeah. Fans yeah, wouldn't make it for that. Yeah, it's just right. Because these, these are the same friends. It was cr- crazy about Rio. And I was right. Like, ah, right. We, uh, right. Nah, we're not vibing. Together. Yeah, we're not on the same page. <laughs> if you guys are going nuts for this one. I, I kind of don't trust you on this one. I'm, I'm not, yeah. Right. So yeah, yeah. I just you know the fans are, are great in terms of adding that extra energy, but the storytelling is still up to the wrestlers. And if you don't have a good villain to to help you know make the hero you know be that much more interesting to watch, then then what are we doing? You know. So I, I think that yeah. just on the other side, you know, the 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 dance partner, if you will, for John Moxley so far, has just not been you know as 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 good you know as as he's tried to be. You know, it takes it takes two to make it work, man, and it's just not. It's just not right now. Yeah, man. Yeah. Good point. Like he, he, it takes yeah, two to tango. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, but yeah, man. Uh, I, great for just bringing that up, though, because yeah, that that is something that yeah. that needed to be addressed. Because I do feel, you know, that it's it's. I almost forgot about it because it, to me, you know, it, it's sad to say, but yeah, his See? title range just has not been there. You know, so. All right. He was ready to wrap up this ready show. Ready to go bro. on, you know, because all the things that I enjoyed, I, I, right. on I NXT. talked about it. That was it. That was it, you know, for AEW. You know, Abaddon, you know, she stole the show. So, you know, for me, yeah, it's like, oh. Yeah, yeah. But the champion, nah, not so much. You know, right now, Cody's basically right. the champion of AEW with that TNT title. Yeah. And then just being right, real man. about it. I can't wait to update that title, by the way, man. Put some gold plating. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it's funny, though. You know, it is... The man that makes the championship because with Cody he helps that prestige. I think if if you had the wrong person holding it, it's the twenty four seven championship. But because it's Cody, Ooh. you kind of yeah. I went there, you know. I'm sorry, but it's just the truth, you know. It just it, it's an ugly belt. But 
No. Oh man, it's almost like uh, similar to the Raw Tag Teams belt, oh, man. man. It's, you know, it's the same silver plating with the red belt. That's yeah, all it but is. That, that's what I thought about. I'm like, you really got to change that. But that they make that, on there. But I they make wait. those titles actually look decent. You know that they do. that TNT title is awful, and it just makes yeah. the Raw and SmackDown titles look like, yeah, you know what? No. Yeah, I'm okay with that. It's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be honest, the twenty four seven championship. When I no. think about it, I'm like, you know, I don't like that belt at all. But damn, if I had to choose which one, like if I had to, to purchase one, oh, I'm taking that twenty four seven championship. I don't want that. TNT so hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Time out, time out, bro. Time out, time out. Flag on the plate. Hey, so hold on. Re- replay. So if I was to ask, like, hey, yep. fees. All right, pick yep. a belt. 24, 24, WWE twenty four seven belt, or between the TNT belt. Which one you pick? First of all, I'm puking in my mouth because, you know, both of them are <laughs> disgusting. But if I had to, I'm, I'm taking the 24-7 championship. I would. Oh, I would. my yep. goodness, sir. Are you yep. kidding yep. me? It's all, that TNT title is awful. And at least with the 24-7 championship, it's like, okay... It uh, it just it looks like a dated belt. It just you know what I you know what because I'm thinking about I gotta leave about who's holding. It. I gotta look at it just the aesthetics. Yeah. Of it. So that's exactly. what I gotta think about. Like that's, I said, I'm, it's, it's see, the man I'm, that makes the title. Yeah. So Cody makes it prestigious. The title on its own is right. what I'm describing. Right. Like it, visually, yes. it's just an ugly looking belt. But they are they're, they're both, both terrible. They're, they're both. I mean, we're talking yes. about. Two terrible looking belts. So I'm not, you know, trying to make it seem like 24 7 championship is awesome. It's one like <laughs> if somebody had diarrhea and then somebody had bloody oh, diarrhea. Oh, it's, God. It's still uh, Yeah, you, you don't didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, all right. I, I'm, I'm done with both of those belts now. <laughs> you put it that way, man. I am done. Oh, man. And all I think right. we're. We, we'll I think we're done time. here with this breakdown. We are? Yeah. All I right. think that's pretty much it, man. <laughs> There's no reason to even wrap this up. We just, we just call it right there, man. Oh, wow. Well, tell the people where they can hear us. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So you don't want to hear about diarrhea. No, 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 no. You want to hear about some good convert conversation about some wrestling from your boys talk street wrestling podcast you can always catch us on facebook please search facebook hit that like button hit the follow button stay in the loop with us we also have an instagram page and a tiktok page same name is clark underscore wrestling underscore street uh we're growing we're at 100 followers by with the clark street instagram page which is great so we just hit that threshold which is great we're at 70 followers with our TikTok page, and we're growing at 130 followers at our Twitter page, which is Clark underscore wrestling. All right. And you can always listen to us on any podcast you got or any po- popular podcast that you download. That is the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast. You already just search for it. We have over 130 episodes for your listening pleasure. We have an extensive library of Hot topics like this, maybe about diarrhea, maybe not. Definitely about <laughs> diarrhea going forward. My goodness. And with that said, that'll do it for this week's episode. This recap of AEW Dynamite for Devin. I'm Hafiz. We'll catch you guys next time. Peace. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to the Clark Street Wrestling Podcast.